Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many, but often ignored, positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. Hello and welcome back to Impacting Jamaica. Today, we get a bit of insight into the heart-pumping edge-of-your-seat world of athletics, thanks to our next guest. I am, of course, speaking of sports historian and journalist, Mr. Desmond Palmer, author of Forerunners and editor-in-chief of Track Life International. Stick around. I'm happy to be speaking with a sports historian such as yourself. Where are you from? I'm from Jamaica. I was born in Kingston, raised in Westmoreland, went to school in St. Elizabeth, Santa Cruz, and I went back to Kingston to work. How did you get your start in athletics then? Well, I've always loved um, the sport since primary school. And mm-hmm. when I got to high school, I loved it even more. So I would do long jump at the house level, <laughs> right? And I got, a, I got a third place certificate. I think it was my last year in school. But I never represented the school at the higher level. So I've always followed the sport. Even when I was like 12, 13, 14, I would always listen to the sport on radio. I would, I would cut clippings from the newspapers, that any, anything that had to do with track and field, especially Jamaican athletes. So it started there. What do you feel the importance of athletic history is? And where does it fit into this world? I think it's important to know your history, to understand your present and to know where you're going. I don't think as Jamaicans, we know enough about who blazed the trail before. We hear about the men mostly, Arthur Wind, Herb McKinley, but we don't hear about other people so much. And, you know, I had a shocking revelation when Dr. Cynthia Thompson, who was a 1948 Olympian, when she died, I read the comment in the Gleaner you know, the comment under the story. And there's one woman who said, I am 70 years old and I, I have never heard about this, this lady. So that was a big revelation and we need to do better than that. And I think we should start by introducing some sort of course or in primary school and in colleges. We need to know, we need to know the people who actually are at the root of what is happening now. What is your favorite sports memory? My favorite sports memory, I think... It's more recent, like 2008 Olympics, because I was in New York. I live in New York. And when you get coverage here, it's difficult. They have like a whole day delay. And the, the, the American media focuses on, on Americans, even when, they're, even when they're coming last. right? And I know that Bolt was running. And I think two days before Bolt's final, I just made a decision. You know, my family and, and I just made a decision to to drive to Canada, to Toronto. And we got there just in time to watch the 100-meter final with Bolt. It was really crazy. And (laughs) the excitement just kept going and going and going, you know, one after the other. So, I mean, off the top of my head, that would be my favorite. Wow, so you you went ahead and traveled anyway. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Because I couldn't, I decided that I didn't want to stay in New York to wait (laughs) on coverage, you know, when, when, um, Maybe Bolt had set the world record like 12 hours before. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be bothered with that. So let's hone in then on your published work, Forerunners. Mm-hmm. Can you share your motivations for focusing on these four women? 
I used to hear and read about Marilyn Newville, Rosie Allwood, to a less extent, Una Morris, but not so much about Dr. Cynthia Thompson. And I wanted to write about Jamaican women because, as I said, we, 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 we have heard about Herb McKinley, Otto Wynn. We, we have heard about George Carr not so much, but um, I, I, I wanted to focus on Jamaican women. But then I thought about Merlin Otti, and that's really a lot, <laughs> right? I mean, what she has done. So I, I decided to look back on the years before Merlin Otti. And so I kind of narrowed it down to who I thought was the fastest person in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And that is how I came up with these four women, Cynthia Thompson, Yuna Morris Chung, um, Marilyn Newville, and Rosie Allwood. Of course, what is significant about these people? One or more of them set or equal a world record. I mean, it could be indoor, it could be outdoor. And three of them reached an Olympic final, but none of them had ever won an Olympic medal. You see, the, the new era started with Merlin Otti who won the bronze medal at the 1980 Moscow Olympics. So that is, you know, that is how, that is how I came up with these four people. How did you go about your research? Well, I approached it as if I were, as if I were doing a, a major thesis for a university study, mm -hmm. because I realized I had to, okay, I had to, to really get to know about these people even more. I mean, I, I read a lot about them and I've been reading a lot about them throughout the years, but I decided to check and cross check and some stories I've, you know, some stories I found, I would check with the, um, I would later check with the women to find out if they were true, why they did it, you know. So it was, it was a big research project for me and that's why it took me so long. And then I was very excited about meeting the people. I'm not, I'm not usually a, star, a starstruck person, but I needed to meet these people. And funny enough, I, I had a barber in, I, I went to a barber shop in Brooklyn. And at that point, I was already doing, I think, a website or I might have published a, a promotional track and field magazine. And I was telling one of the barbers in there about it. And he says, oh, you know, I know, I know a Jamaican lady who used to run for the country and i said what's her name she says her name is rosie allwood and she was living in pennsylvania and he had her number i said tell her i would love to talk to her and that's where it took off and rosie gave me vilma charlton's number who vilma charlton knows where to find any and everybody who is in track and field <laughs> so she is behind a lot of this, and I, I thank her so much because anybody I wanted to find, Ms. Charlton could do it. She had, she had a connections to them. What has been the resulting culmination, you know, of this publication of biographies? Like, what has the reception been like, and how has it impacted you? I realize that, as I say, once an Olympian, always an Olympian. So there is nothing as, if, as, as a former Olympian. Mm -hmm. And I realize that, I believe that Olympians are, they are fearful of nothing. I mean, for somebody to go out there and reach, and reach a final in front of so many millions on TV and who, and who sit in the stadium, I think it's a big deal. So I realize that they are, they are just like anybody else, except that I think they are highly competitive. This is what I've learned, right? 
and they are really into education to improve their 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 social their status in life and also especially one of them has really taught me about trying to do things for yourself <laughs> you know be independent and know where you're going and don't be distracted I, I got that from them and the reception how has that been it has been good it it it, it has been good so far and I am encouraging people to buy it, but not only to buy it, but to read it and give me feedback. One guy called me and he was saying, he said to me, nice work. I have found these stories to be more than just about people who have competed in track and field. He says it's it's a story about immigrants and their struggles and their successes. It's it's because they all went abroad. And achieve something, you know, going to school, fighting to pay tuition, trying to get scholarships, having to compete, all of that. One of them competed on competed at the Olympics while she was being trained as a doctor. So mm-hmm. that was that was big for me. So your site, Caribbean Track Life. Yes. Um, I would personally classify, you know, as a continuation of your work in documentation. How do you maintain a presence in Caribbean athletics while being physically removed? I, it's important to point out that the, the website was started mm-hmm. 2009 as Caribbean Track Life, mm-hmm. which turned into Track Life International because I wanted to not just to focus on the Caribbean, but I mean, I, I, wanted, I, I, I wanted a Caribbean flavor, but I wanted to be more global. I, I try to maintain, I have a lot of contacts in, in the Caribbean from, I mean, Trinidad, Bahamas, uh, Jamaica, of course. <laughs> so I, I have all these contacts and I know where to find people. I try to, to go to all the, the different meets, whether New York, I've been to the World Relays in, in the Bahamas. I've gone to, to the high school track meet in, in Barbados. So I try to keep in touch and I read a lot. I, I try to get all the results I can. And I try to go beyond results because the results are out there. Dime a dozen. I, 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 what I do, I love to focus on young people. Like I, I will, like a Johan Blake. I remember I, I did a story on him. I, I, I did a promotional magazine and I made him the cover. And he was, I think, 16 years old. But I saw something in him. And I remember taking the magazine to, to somebody who had a big business. I, I wanted sponsorship. And he actually chased me out of his building to say, oh, why do you write about him? He's, he's, he's not doing anything. He's done or whatever. I'm like, just give him a chance. I see something there. And so I, I, I love to write about the underdogs. I love to write about young talent. And sometimes I see I see the talent, I see something, but I, maybe I cannot articulate it because I'm not a coach. And I'm trying to build that skill right now to understand about running style and all of this thing going on, you know, um, the technical part of it, mm. the scientific part of it. So that's what I'm trying to learn right now. <laughs> Great. That leads us right into my next question. Yes. Is there a secret formula? Have you seen it? Have you discovered it? How to discover, you know, the the next up and coming athlete? Um, do you have any insight, especially on you know how our next batch of athletes will fare in 
the coming international competitions? I think they will fare well. It's just that they have, it's not usually, what I find is not usually that the people who come first, second, and third are champs. You know, it's, it's who, who are hungry and who, who are willing to work hard and train smart, train smartly. So um, I, there are a few people I've been, I've been watching and I see that they're going, to, I, I have a feeling they're going to do very well. You know, in the next, especially especially the female side of it. You know, I have not seen so much the men as yet, but you know, I'm 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 still hoping <laughs> that they will like the sprinters, the, the 400 men, yes, but I haven't seen the, the the 100 and 200 meter sprinters yet. And I would encourage younger people to go into other sports, like going going to other disciplines, like the long jump, the triple jump, the high jump, the decathlon. You know, but I guess most of them want want the glamour the glamour event like the hundred meters and the two hundred. But they need to spread their wings because the competition is really fierce out there and it's tight. Who do you would you say is your athlete to watch? I like Kiara Grant. I like Brianna Williams. I don't know. I, I have to. I, you have to check with me on that with that another time. But I am still. I don't want to. I don't want to commit yet. Of course. Because things can change. Of course. Yeah. Things and can change. Are, for our seasoned athletes, do yes. you think they'll be out of the race soon or do you think they have a long way to go? I think they I think they have a long way to go. Um well Shelly has said she has indicated that this this would be her last Olympics. I think Elaine Thompson has a far way to go if she is injury free, which I'm 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 really praying for her. And you have other athletes coming up. Some of them, I, I believe, will be rejuvenated, especially after, you know, being, after having had to sit so long with COVID. So now everybody's hungry to come out. And I believe they'll do well. I am not frightened by the high performance of US athletes now. I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them. But jamaica i think the young athletes will work their way up to up to them and elaine and shelly they're seasoned people they will know what to do they always turn they will turn up when it's time thank you so much mr palmer not a problem (laughs) i've learned quite a bit actually okay (laughs) i'm glad to hear that everyone who's listening in and who has no idea what's going on with sports and athletics in particular have learned something because if I can learn, anyone else can learn. Yeah, I myself, I'm, I'm still a student of the sport. I'm trying to learn all aspects of it. Good, so we're all in the same boat. Yes. <laughs> As always, it's such a pleasure getting to the meat of the matter with an expert in their field. Stories like these are so important to seek out and document, and Mr. Palmer's work highlights why that is so. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You'll join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.